Ahoy, Buck fans! Are ye looking for a different kind of podcast that centers on the yellow-bellied opponents? Well, you've come to the right place. Get ready for an enjoyable, in-depth look back at the important moments, historical facts, and games for the Buccaneers against this week's opposition. It's the No Quarter Given podcast on the BuckPower.com podcast network. Now, let's get started with your co-hosts, Jason Powers and Peter Blake. All right, Buck fans, welcome back to another episode of the No Quarter Given podcast presented by Bebo Brady's. Bebo Brady's on the corner of Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue here in Tampa over the Carrollwood Forest Hills area. Definitely come out to Bebo Brady's for all of your sports viewing action. Peter Blake and I, who'll be joining us here in just five seconds or so, will be out there Thursday night previewing Bucks Ravens, a three and four edition, Peter Blake. Oh, Bucks oh Ravens. Can you believe we are three and four, my man? No, I can't believe it. I mean, look, uh, if you told me you're going to lose to the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers, that's one thing. But you're losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. Are you serious? They just fired their coach. They just traded Christian McCaffrey. They just traded Robbie Anderson. They have a third-string quarterback, and you put up three points? You should be ashamed of yourself, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what's going on with this team, but, you know, starting the broadcast, I was putting both hands over my face because just to relive this complete and total abomination of a game is just stressful. Well, we're going to go through each part of the game, so you're going to give you plenty of time to, to sound off, my man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, again, three and four Buccaneers. I would have to say for my money, this is probably the worst performance in the last four to five years of the Buccaneers, given the given what was expected and all the you know that kind of stuff. I mean, we've gotten beat bad before, but it wasn't about it wasn't about the point differential. Sure, it was terrible, twenty one three, but I just don't. Again, we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. I just don't see a lot of passion out of this team. I don't see a lot of lot of we're tired of getting our you know what's kicked. We're tired of missing tackles on defense. We're tired of not filling the right gaps. We're tired of running the wrong. I won't say running the wrong routes, but not being as precise as they need to be on offense other than Tom Brady. Give him credit. He's he's trying to pull tricks out of the bag to get these guys motivated. But I want to see somebody else go off. I want to see Mike Evans or a Donovan Smith, somebody light, light into somebody. I want to see a coach light into somebody. Yeah, and I mean, it comes back to the offensive line. We keep on talking about it. Luke, uh, get a key, get a key, get a key. Yes. The, my favorite player in the world who continues to be overwhelmed. And I don't understand why they haven't made that change yet. They make the change during the game. You hear from Todd Bowles today. It's going to be a rotational situation. I, I feel like you got to explore every possibility because eventually you're going to either have to go with one of these players. And if you go with get it's not going to work out. It hasn't worked out so far. It's been a complete disaster. Say whatever you want to. I won't say players. disaster. I won't say disaster. The pressure is getting there and it's getting there to a point of where you can see the reason why Brady is so quick on the draw, if you will, with throwing the ball and maybe throwing it in the dirt because the pressure is getting there. I get it. The sacks aren't there, but the pressure is getting there. Make a change. By the way, have we, are we done with running the ball on first down? 
And also, are we done with running the ball in the red zone where I get it, it works last week versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you and me know this, and also defensive coordinators know this, and yet you try to run with Leonard Fournette outside on fourth and one. Nobody blocks, including Tristan Wirfs and Mike Evans, your two primetime players, and it gets stuffed, and you get absolutely zero in the red zone versus a Panther defense, which... You know, it's pretty good, but they're not that good. It kind of reminded me of watching Dirk Cutter's offense where the Bucs scored uh, or they had uh, 500 yards of total offense and scored a total of, I believe, three points against the Washington football team at the time. It was in the press box for that. That was embarrassing also, but this was probably worse. Here's what I'm going to say, though, yesterday, to be fair. The yeah. pass protection was pretty good yesterday. And overall, was pretty good. And for and, and we have to be willing to say Tom Brady missed some throws that you can't miss. Sure, agree. I mean, I, and I and, I, and, 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 and and if you're Tom Brady, right, you're struggling. You got to stand in there, even though it's per, it's not perfect pass protection. You got to stand in there in that extra half a second, and don't just be so. I would say gun shy is not the right word, but so jittery in the pocket. You got to stand in there, throw, make a couple throws. You got to make throws, but when you make the throws, the guy has to catch the ball. And you hear from Mike Evans in this game, the third play of the well, game, where it's a it's an open touchdown, and he says, you know, that basically, that deflated us. If that's your mindset at that juncture, then we've got a mentally weak team here that needs to really get it, you know, get something together because they definitely need to be, uh, have some fire put under them, if you will, by somebody, a coach. Uh, you know, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, leadership. I mean, you lose Gronk, you lose Sue, you lose APP, you lose Ryan Jensen, you lose Ali Marpet. And we felt like, you know what? Jason Light could do no wrong with some of the moves he's made. And you're just missing that leadership right now. And it really is hurting this team. Here's what I would say, though. We got enough leadership. You got Donovan Smith. You got Levante David. You got... You know, Devin White, who we who we've all perceived to be the leaders. We've right. got, you know, you've got Vita Vea, you've got Tristan Wirfs in his third year. You've got you've got enough veteran guys. You don't need to have those guys that are not here. You need to be able to have the leadership of the guys that are here. And, and these guys explain to me how you lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers well, and you lose to the Carolina Panthers. No passion. Passion. No passion, no points, no game plan, no heart. No skill, no execution. I mean, we heard that. I'm in favor of, of it at this point. After hearing this all through the last two weeks, no execution, no execution. Again, I'm in favor of it. When is this going to turn around? When are we going to stop hearing the same things over and over again? Well, and at the end of the day, if look, let's say you lose to the Baltimore Ravens and it's embarrassing on Thursday night football. And by the way, Bucks uh, historically, go to buckpower.com if you want to look this up. Do not have a great record on Thursday night. If you lose in embarrassing fashion, are there changes coming? Are you going to change the offensive coordinator? Are you going to bring BA back? Are no, you going to make that ain't that ain't happening, bro? I, I know that's speculation. I, I, I don't know what's I, I don't know what the answer is to it because you you talk about talent, you talk about all the leadership. The team uh, just two years ago is removed from a Super Bowl. You have 13 wins last year. I get it. You get to the second round of the playoffs. You're a Here's couple what... plays away from being in the NFC Championship game and possibly being in the Super Bowl. 
couple Ain't comments, a couple comments I'll make. Just physical comments. Sure. The Bucks look slow on offense. Yes. God, the separation with Godwin is not great and probably still lingering from the knee injury. I hate to say it. He's probably not fully 100%. He's probably playing at 90%, 85% if we're if we're being really honest about it. Yeah. They don't have any separation at tight end. Russell Gage has been a major disappointment, in my opinion. You know, to me, that the third wide receiver spot with no Julio. And again, Russell Gage has been, to me, average at best, if not below average. Yeah, I mean, it, just it, being honest. No, to be honest about it. And you look at the free agency signings. We thought Julio Jones was going to make an impact. He did in Dallas. And then ever since then, he's had a bum knee. You talk about yep. Keanu O'Neill. You talk about Logan Ryan, who made an impact, but is now hurt. Hakeem Hicks, who is now hurt. Right. I mean, those are the type of players you get these big name players and they haven't made those contributions right. to this team. And that's and, what's hurting them right now. And that's the danger when you go out and get these veterans that are yeah. close to the end of the road. They're a little more. The reason that they're free agents for one year deals is because they have a history of injury and they're close to the end of the road. So that's that's the, the double edged sword. When you get a veteran team like we have, when you don't have a whole lot of youth and speed, that's the danger you have is these older guys get nicked up and they stay and they stay hurt longer than a younger guy would. And, and here's the thing. You mean to tell me that the Jets and the Giants are more talented than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, but they're younger and they're being coached better. There you go. I think that's the right. Yes. There. That's the million dollar question. They're being yep. coached better. And a lot of people felt like, you know, losing B.A. was not going to be a big deal, was going to be a great transition with Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. And it's not because and you're missing a two time coach of the year. You're missing a Super Bowl champion who, by the way, is going to go into the ring of honor. And a lot of fans were like, well, this offense is going to be better. They're going to be balanced. They're not. Right. They're not. They're not better. They're worse. They're getting worse every week. And there's nothing that looks like it's going to change. I'm sorry to be so pessimistic. But in the reality of the situation, you look at it. Well, how many points did they score? Let's let's go through some of the stats. Let's go through some of the stats from the game. Please. 16 carries, 46 yards. Third and fourth and one woes continue. They cannot, for whatever reason, cannot get a third or fourth and one, you know, unless it's super creative in the playbook. Obviously, you had the Mike Evans drop touchdown pass. Only one sack in the game. Only three quarterback hits in the game. And again, I know Carolina didn't throw the ball much, so part of that is schematically designed for Carolina not to be dropping back seven steps with a lot of quick throws, and I get that. So, again, I'm not going to kill them for that stat in that game, but no turnovers by the defense in three weeks, not one. Yeah. PJ Car Eric, Eric Carolina, 173 yards rushing. That's the one that kills you. And that In that kind of ball control kind of game, 173 kills you. What happened to Vita Vea? What happened to Devin White? Where's JTS? Where's Shaq Barrett? Where are these defensive players? Where's Levante David? I get it. You have injuries to Carlton Davis, but somebody once again on this team has to step up. And if your staple of your defense is to stop the running game and you don't do it and you're getting manhandled by two running backs, not named Christian McCaffrey at the end of the day, what are we talking about, Jason Powers? How come heads aren't rolling at this juncture? Well, I, I think I, you heard Todd Bowles in his press conference on Monday talk schematics. He said basic busts on day one installation of defensive stuff that were busting stuff on day one of installation. You know, again, we've talked about this over the, over the last year or so. A guy like Devin White, he likes to roam. Instead of filling the gap you need to fill, he likes to roam and guess. And when you guess wrong... That opens up the big hole, yep. you know, 
I mean, that you hate to say that. A comment somebody made to me today, two of the drives in the second half, Joe Tryon and Shaq Baird are sitting on the bench for the entire drive. Why? Not yet. Why? Not saying they can't get a couple plays off in the drive, but if, when you're off the field, the entire drive for Carl Nassib and Anthony Nelson, who are decent players, but you can't have your, your, your big high-priced resources on defense sitting on the bench the entire drive. Twice. And, right. And and those guys are rotational pieces. They're not going to make anybody, you know, game right. plan for them at night. I'm sorry. Nelson's a nice player, but he's never lived up to the hype. He's, and, he's a rotational guy. Rotational That's what guy. he is. I mean, you draft JTS as your, your first round pick just a couple years ago. He has shown absolutely nothing. Right. He's shown some flashes, but really nothing consistently. Shaq Barrett gets a big time new contract. Where has he been? I, yep. I said it best yesterday on my show. You know, this team is a shadow of that Super Bowl team just a couple years ago. I mean, they really are. It's just. And, and hate to say it. Guys are two years older. Donovan, Evans, Levante. Mm-hmm. The older guys on the team are two now two more years older. You know, again, you don't. We, again, when you get old, you get slow. And there's not a ton of brand new young guys that are playing big minutes for the Buccaneers that are young guys that can run, whether it's offensively or defensively. We're not playing. I mean, again, you got Carlton Davis, good player, but I'm talking about, you know, defensive linemen that are making impacts, skill players. Yeah. Leonard, Leonard Fournette, I would say he looks old, slow. He's, he's never been a fast, elusive back. He's always been that big bully. So that's the reason why you drafted Rashard White in the first place. So if it's all about schematics and scheme. And I'm not saying it's all about that, but that's but, a part of it. But let's just say it is, okay? What sense does it make to run Leonard Fournette on the outside when you know he's not elusive and fast and yep. quick at the point of attack? When you have White on the bench, why not try to run him outside? I, again, why, part of it, part of it is, part of it is tendency. You don't want, you don't want the tendency to be every time White's in the game, we're running wide, and every time Leonard's in the game, so you got to mix it up. I get, I, I get your point. I see it. I mean, the tendencies of this of this offense are are, are just elementary at this point. And I get, you, I get, I get your point. I mean, and, it goes back to the fourth and one call. It worked versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. If a defensive coordinator knows you're going to run the same thing, why not switch it up? Why not run to the other side? Oh, well, you can't run to the left side because you got a rookie over there that's absolutely getting dominated most of the time. And Donovan Smith, who's going back to doing Donovan Smith type of stuff. So you run, you run on the right side, and your right tackle doesn't execute, misses the, right. the uh, block, and you have Mike Evans that misses the block. So it's just all wrong right now. Right, and I agree. They're, they're go- we are, they are, we're going through a rut. There's no doubt about it. They've lost four out of five. Again, you don't you don't you you don't kill them for the Green Bay and the Kansas City loss because they were right down to the wire both those kind of games. But the last two are the ones that are inexcusable. Yeah. You can't lose them both. If you lose one of those games, yeah, that sucks, and you don't want to do that. But it's not the end of the world. But you can't lose them both, and that's those are two games that we're going to root through the day in week 15, 16, 17, when I think they're going to be potentially vying for the three seed potentially that you're going to want those games back when you end up being the four seed. If, we end up, if you end up being the four seed. And at the end of the day, the way this team is playing, they don't look like they're going to make the playoffs or make a playoff run. I hope they put it together, and they are in a weak division at this point. But 
What are you? What are your thoughts on? And again, this was something I was I was I was very surprised we didn't see, especially coming out of halftime. I want to see the Bucks up tempo. Yeah. Let's let even if that means Brady calling the plays. Let's go up tempo. Let's go hurry up offense. That may be the way we need to go. Seriously, no less urgency. thinking, more just playing. No urgency until you get down fourteen to three, or you right. get down, and that's the problem. That is coaching. That is what right. BA brought. He brought that fire. And when fans are saying, "Well, we don't want BA around because he's a guy that calls people out, and he's he's not necessarily a PC yep. guy. He's old school. You need an old school guy. You need somebody to go in there and kick their ass. That's what you need at this juncture." And again, I, I, and that's again that that and that that's a very good argument that can be made is that the Bucks are losing that don't have that directness that Bruce brought. Not right. to, I, again, we don't know what Todd does behind the scenes. He may be as direct as they come behind the scenes with sure. the defense, but again, hard for him to be as as direct with the offense because that's not his background. Ba no. was the offense, and again, maybe Byron's being direct too. Who knows? But something's got to get changed. And again. Do we have to go out and score 35 points a game? No. If that, if this might be a year where if we're scoring 24 to 27, that's that's good enough. But we need to have some passion and some directness that has to, and it can't all come from Brady. It's got to come from other guys too. And the problem is one player is being blamed, and of course it's Brady. And, and do I think he's seen his best days? Maybe, but I still think he has the physical yeah. characteristics to get it done. He can make the throws. But he is also off target with Chris Goblin, whether Goblin is healthy or not, Mike Evans. But, again, go back to that third play, right? You run the ball on first down. You get stuffed. You go back to it. You got pass play action, a perfect play called. Everything is perfect, and the only thing you have to do is catch the ball. It's wide open. Mike Evans gets away with it, which, by the way, we can talk about this later. There is some investigation right now with the refs wanting autographs from Mike yeah. Evans. And it looked like Mike Evans got away with a little push there. Michael uh, Michael um, Irvin pass interference kind of deal, but he gets wide open. Evans is always the, the – I'm not worried about Evans. He's he, he's the last of my concerns, Evans. But just think about it. You have not scored a – I agree. In the first I agree. He dropped it. He dropped it. Nothing. Probably changes the complexion of this game, right? I no, there's no doubt. I mean, again, he owned it. He he said I screwed up. My blame me, my fault. And again, but again, uh, Evans is not the guy that I'd be worried about here. Right. I mean, well, it's it's again, again, offensive line. Again, yesterday I thought they pass protected pretty good. I don't think there was but a couple of instances where Brady got sacked or Brady was really pressured. He had a lot of a lot of pockets in that game to make some throws. And whether it's separation by the receivers, whether it's the the scheme, the the routes are maybe that maybe the defenses are, are understanding what the concepts are a little too easily, but you got to figure out something to do because, again, the next the good the good thing here is the next game comes quick, so maybe there's a get back on the field Thursday night and let's get back at it again. We're we're gonna talk about the Ravens here in just a few minutes, but right. but I mean. This is something where you where where Brady's talking, and you, if you listen to Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast, he just keeps talking about the process and execution, which leads me to believe maybe there are some guys on the offensive side that are not putting in the little bit of work needed, the the, the pass catching skills, the running the routes to the right depths, and working on those things in practice as much as they maybe once did. I know we keep on talking about this and keep on harping on it, but do you think in the back of Brady's mind going through that divorce that that is affecting his play on the field from I what mean, you've seen? 
it's going to affect anybody in some degree. I mean, again, there's, but how much that's immeasurable. We, we can't measure that. If the guy was throwing three interceptions a week, just, I mean, then that's a different story. He's not turning the ball over. Oh, he's not, but he but he's not, but he's not forcing the issue at the times he needs to force the issue sometimes either. I agree. And he's tentative and he nearly threw three interceptions yesterday and, and Carolina Panthers don't take advantage of it at the end of the day. So he hasn't been perfect or flawless and you don't expect that because you know, he's going to make some bad throws, but it seems like once again, he's rushing through his progressions, right. checking it down. You're checking the ball down. I don't think that's all play calling. I also think that's Brady. When you have a third and eight or third and nine, and we know those situations are not the ones the Bucks want to get into, you can't throw the ball four to five yards. You can't do that. I agree. That Those are the ones that frustrate you when it's third and seven and we're throwing a three-yard crossing route. Right. And then you go for it on fourth down and you run the ball outside with Leonard Fournette. I right. mean, that to me is just like it's the death knell at this point. And you're just shaking your head watching that game yesterday. And I feel bad for a lot of Bucks fans out there because they're absolutely frustrated as they should be. There was many expectations coming into this year. I get it. The year's not over with. But all you heard from Brady and this team was how they were upset about losing to the Rams yep. and the divisional playoff, how there was unfinished business. This team faces the Rams in a couple weeks. I know the Rams are having their problems, but they're starting to get it together. Do you really feel confident that this team can play up to the Rams at this juncture? I don't. We'll see what they do on Thursday night, one step at a time. But that was the goal in the offseason. And to me, unfinished business right now is just to put a good quarter together to score a touchdown. Right. I mean, Here's what I'll say. Most teams in the NFL, if we're honest and we're objective every year, most every team in the NFL goes through a three or four game stretch where they don't play well for whatever the reasons, right. injuries, coaching, whatever. Every team has that three or four week stretch. We're seeing Green Bay now struggling mightily. Mm. This is hopefully the Bucks three or four week stretch where they're just really not playing well. And, and again, you got to get out of it, though. This is again, it's hard work. It ain't snap your fingers and we're out of it. It's a boat. It's a total team effort. All 53 guys. I mean. Do you, do you make a move, whether it's through a trade, just to shake up the, the, the locker room a little bit? Do you, I won't say bench somebody's not the right word, but do you reduce somebody's playing time a little bit? Why not a, bench a, a, Why a, not? Veteran, a veteran guy who's maybe just not doing what he needs to be doing? Do you reduce his snaps a little bit? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, to me, the goal is if you're all in with Tom Brady and this could possibly be unfinished business in Tom Brady's last year, you have to do everything that's possible to win and put yourself in the best situation to win. And right now, the players that are on the field and the coaches that are coaching are not putting this team in the best position to win. So if you have to bench players, if you have to hurt people's feelings, if you have to demote, you have to do whatever you have to do to win games. You're not doing it right now. Do something different because we all know if you continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, my friend, my tag team partner of the world, we call that insanity. And I'll say this. We got a lot of high-priced guys on defense. You, yep. got, Veda, you got Vita Vea. You got Shaq, Shaq Barrett, Devin, Levante, Carlton Davis. It's time to play ball. You play like you're a $15 million player. We paid you a lot of money. It's time to get busy and, and do what you got to do. Stop. Are you excited about uh, extending a Devin White at this juncture? Again, we'll see. Again, we'll, it, it's, it's no, only I'm six, asking it's you only... right now with his play on the field just this year. Alone. No, I, 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 if, as of right now, I make Devin White play the fifth-year option. 
Okay. I, I'm not I giving. Think. I'm not giving Devin million. Devin White, $18, $19 million a year after this. Again, we're only six, seven games, and I get it. it. Things could drastically change in the next eight, nine, ten games. And I know he was named Defensive Player of the Month in September, had a, had some good games. But I need to see the leadership out of Devin White. And and when it's when the it's easy to play ball when things are going great. How do these? I want to see it like Todd Todd Bowl says. It's as dark as it's been in a, here in a long time. Right. I mean, it's like the dark age is like, oh, my gosh. I mean, he's saying this. He's saying a couple of weeks ago, there's some players on this team that are still living off the Super Bowl. Yep. I, who are they? Because bench them. At this chunk, like, bench them. If they're not playing up to snuff, bench them. Make some changes at this point. And we, the frustrating thing about White is we know how talented he can be. Right? We know yep. a couple of years ago in that postseason where he basically took over games and we're seeing him regress right before our eyes. We're not seeing him make that impact. You know, the player that I wanted at the time was no, Quentin don't, Williams. Don't, 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 let's don't question oh, no. the Devin White pick. I, I'm just let's saying, don't question that. He's I been like, a great. I love Devin White, but I want to see progression. You see that from Quinton Williams. You see that from other players in that draft. You're going to pay him possibly $100 million. He's got to earn his money. I want to see Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon showing could get busy. On okay. the outside, because that those are the two guys that al- will allow Devin White and Vita Vea to do more damage in the blitzing game and the run game if they're putting some pressure on the outside. If they're not putting any pressure on the outside, all the double teams are going to Vita Vea, and, and then and then the next guy is going to block Devin White and Levante David. Got to see some outside pressure. So much frustration, so many unanswered questions with this team. There, I mean. Special yep. teams wise, Ryan Suckup keeps making field goals. Yep. We made a field goal on Sunday. That's a good thing. Jalen Darden actually had a couple good yep. returns. Yep. And your punter right there, probably the punter is a. Kamarda's doing best, okay. Yep. Kamarda's doing fine. the best player on the field. The problem is you're punting too much in the right. first half. Right. All right. Before we get to Paul, Paul Stewart in the montage with the Baltimore Ravens, doesn't look like Antoine Winfield's going to play Thursday. He had the concussion. Uh, issue on Sunday in Carolina, which the moment that happened, I saw that I was like, that's not going to be good. That's probably good. Cause he's had a couple, con- he had a concussion last year. If I recall, mm-hmm. he missed a game with a concussion. So not a good thing that again, with the short turnaround, you're not going to probably 95%. You're not going to see Antoine Winfield. You're already down Logan Ryan. So, I mean, that's that, that makes it a little more challenging. Um, you know, Carlton Davis has been out. So we need them again. Injuries are starting to, to Again, you can't roll out there with D. Delaney. Good, good backup, but he can't be. The, and Zion McCollum, they can't be your starting corners, right. along with Jamel and, Dean. And, and some of the defense they were playing this week, uh, Zion McCollum, you know, playing 5, 10, 15 yards off. I get well, it's it. just lack of confidence. That's a guy that doesn't want to get beat over the top. He's a young guy, and I get it. But, all right, let's, we're going to go to Paul Stewart with the, with the Baltimore Ravens montage. We'll be back in just a moment, a few minutes with our Baltimore Ravens preview for Thursday night. We'll be right back. With the Ravens only being officially formed in 1996, there have not been many previous meetings. Indeed, this year's matchup will be only the seventh overall since then. Now, the series stands 4-2 in favour of Baltimore, with both the Tampa Bay victories coming in the space of 10 months at the very beginning of this series. 2001 saw the Bucks and the Ravens meet for the first time on a special Saturday night game, with Al Michaels and the Monday night crew in town. The Bucks led 16-10 thanks to a dominating defence, putting Elvis Gerback on the turf most of the evening. Elvis did definitely not leave the building that night. 
The score, though, was still six points to the Bucks when Mike Allstott took over. Second down and 11 from the 33-yard line. Allstott. And this will write a finish to the ball game. Touchdown. The next meeting came the following season. It was John Gruden's first win as Buccaneer head coach. Little trivia question for you. How many regular season games did John Gruden win? But this one finished 25 nothing to the Bucs, but the offence never even scored a touchdown. Three field goals, a safety, a punt return touchdown from Carl Williams, and then at the end of the game, Derek Brooks went 97 yards for an interception return score. Let your defense and special teams do so. <clears throat> On third down, Redmond throws back and down, intercepted by Derek Brooks. He's got some room. The chase is on. Brooks has got blockers. Brooks is going to the end zone. Touchdown. And that was the last Buccaneer win over the Ravens 20 years ago. In 2006, the Bucs lost their home open in the shutout. In 2010 in Baltimore, it was 17-10 Ravens, but the game was never really that close. 2014, well, we had Lovey Smith coaching the Bucks then, coaching being his word, not ours, and it was 35-0 Ravens at one point in the second quarter. And then four years ago, Baltimore put up over 240 yards rushing. So that's four straight losses. So with no real highlights from those games, let's get back and look at Carl Williams' punt return touchdown from 2002 instead. Dave Zastadil deep in his own end zone. Carl Williams standing at the Baltimore 44. Zastadil with a good high punt. Backs up Williams for the Tampa Bay 44. Avoids a couple of men. Trying to pick up some blocks. He does. Williams trying to get outside. Zastadil, the punter, trying to stop him. He's around him. Williams going to the one. end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Carl Williams. And the answer to the trivia question? 57. Not Heinz varieties, but wins John Gruden had in the regular season with the Buccaneers, second only to Tony Dungy's 63. Now you can catch up on all the previous meetings with the Ravens, preferably just the two wins, not the four losses, and everything else to do with the history of the Buccaneers on buckpower.com. Every player, every game, everything Bucks. All right, Buck fans, welcome back. No quarter given podcast. I'm Jason along with Peter. We are getting ready to preview Thursday night, Amazon Prime, Baltimore Ravens come to Raymond James Stadium, three and four, Baltimore comes in at four and three. They had a shaky win over Cleveland yesterday, or not yesterday, on Sunday in Baltimore. Uh, they they hung on, they, 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 they have been giving up tons of fourth quarter leads, so that's maybe a good omen for the Buccaneers heading into Thursday night. Secondary has not been very good for Baltimore. You know, you got the Lamar Jackson effect, obviously, you got the running game. Gus Edwards came back and played well Sunday against Cleveland. No J.K. Dobbins. He's going to be out a while, but you're going to have to deal with Gus Edwards. The running game of Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews at tight end, who's a threat, big time threat. Uh, Peter Blake, give me a give me a little preview of what you want to see. You know, again, what makes you nervous about the Baltimore Ravens coming to town? Not being able to stop the run. I mean, because this defense once again was designed to stop the run. They haven't done it all year long. You weren't able to do it against the Carolina Panthers. You weren't able to do it against other teams. Why do I think you're going to be able to do it versus a athletically gifted player like Lamar Jackson, who's not only a quarterback and can kill you in the pocket in some instances, but will absolutely kill you on the ground. 
that's the matchup I'm looking at. And uh, at this point, it'll be for me. It'll be interesting what Todd Bowles does. Does Todd Bowles institute a spy a lot of this game? Because you can't let Lamar Jackson again wreck the game by his scrambling in passing downs. He's again make Lamar Jackson beat you through the air. The receivers are okay. Duke Devernay and you got Bateman. You got and you got uh, Mark Andrews, the tight end, good, really good player there. But do you do you employ a spy, uh, Devin White? Is he the spy on Lamar Jackson in known passing downs? To me, that's going to be a critical element here in this game. Is how much do you make Lamar throw from the pocket? Yeah, and I would make him throw from the pocket because that's where you're going to beat him at the end of the day. His wide receivers are hurt on this team. He's not necessarily the greatest quarterback when it comes to going through his progressions. But the thing, once again, that you have to account for is his foot, his feet, uh, his footwork, uh, if you will, yep. his mobility. Him, his he, He's able to scale the pocket and really make things happen. This matchup scares the heck out of me. And then on top of it, Got to get pressure on him. Shaq Barrett, where are you at? Stand up, please. Uh, yep. where, where's the real Shaq Barrett? Please stand up. Vita Vea, uh, JTS, any of these guys. Where's the blitz from Todd Bowles? Where has that been? I get it. You're down in that back end. But where's the aggressiveness from this Todd Bowles defense? I haven't seen it, but I feel like that's what you got to do on Thursday night because you got nothing to lose. I mean, you're, you're, yep. you're three and four. You got to salvage this season if you win. You're back to 500, but if you lose and you're three and five, let's let's come out and let's. If I'm the Buccaneer offense, I come out and run no 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 huddle offense from play one. Run a couple trick plays, run a double reverse pass, something. Get the crowd into the game because the crowd is gonna is gonna feed off what the Buccaneers do offensively. I, again, the Buck crowd is so eager to want to explode and say, "There's our Bucks, we know. There's yeah. the 25 yard throw." Again, you have a vulnerable secondary. Again, go after these guys. Again, I watched a lot of that game against Cleveland on Sunday. Their secondary ain't very good. Go no. after these guys. And I think the saving grace is Jason Powers because the Baltimore Ravens have blown a lot of fourth-quarter leads this year. If you get down, yep. the game isn't necessarily over. Right. Three losses this year uh, out, of the, out of the jaws of, of winning at the end of the day, and you blow those leads in the fourth quarter, I mean, you could see a totally different record with this Baltimore Ravens team because they are, uh, they, they have to be disappointed with some of the losses they've had this year, so it's not over with. But you're exactly right. You have to have urgency in this game. You have to execute. You have to give Tom Brady the time. It has to be the onus every week because he is a 45-year-old quarterback, and if Chris Godwin isn't 100%, of course, it's always the usual suspects. It has to be Mike Evans that's going to step up and possibly, hopefully, Russell Gage. Who knows? He MRI and hamstring. I don't think he'll play Thursday just from the early reports. What, I'm excited about Cam o Cat, Kate Otten getting more and more touches in the passing game. I wouldn't be surprised if you go a little more too tight in with him and Rudolph in the game, maybe some Co'Keefe in the game, maybe go back to the New England two tight ends because if you don't have a Scotty Miller's proven, he's not going to be a good third receiver. Maybe you go Godwin and Evans out wide and you go two tight ends and you try to kill them with, 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 with the tight ends in the middle of the field. And again, let's up tempo it again. The bucks have probably done some preparation for Baltimore in training camp because they knew they were going to have a short week. So I'm sure they put some stuff in the Baltimore defense is vulnerable. Let's let, let's up tempo it. Let's it's a short week. These guys are going to be more fatigued. 
for 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 the for both defenses will be more fatigued. Let's get it up tempo. Let Brady, if Brady has to call the plays, and I don't even care about the run pass ratio. If we got to throw it fifty times, throw it fifty times. I don't even care. And again, I think you're going to see Leverett interchange with Gedeke at left guard. Hopefully, Leverett can be a little bit of an upgrade. But I will say they didn't pass protect very. They were pretty good in pass protection on Sunday in Carolina. Yeah, they were all right. I think they could be better. And I again, I think the pressure is getting to him. And I also think mentally uh, he's just not all there because, again, uh, he's starting to feel the pressure and make throws that he shouldn't necessarily make. So don't turn over the ball. I think it comes down to being balanced, in my opinion. It's situational football on third downs. Uh, you got to convert those. If you're not converting third downs and you're not able to get off the field as a defense, then you're not going to win this game. Give me a score. I don't have any confidence at this point because they haven't done anything or show me anything. I've been predicting blowouts for this Bucks team. Baltimore's going to win this game. I'm sorry, 28-17 on Thursday night. I'm going 24-21. Suck up wins it at the gun. Late field goal, suck up at the buzzer. Bucks win Thursday night, 24-21. Remember, Buck fans, we're going to be at Peter and I Thursday night. We're going to be at Beef O'Brady's, Himes and Bush Boulevard. We're going to do a pregame show starting probably 7.30-ish. About, right up until kickoff we'll probably do a halftime show as well five or six minutes check us out on my facebook page peter's uh saint pete i love saint pete facebook app we're gonna we're gonna tweet stuff out where you can find the live broadcast where we're gonna be at again come on out to beefo brady's we're gonna watch the game great food great atmosphere it'll be tv's galore over there peter tell me where they can find john line as well yeah, definitely uh, look for me uh, now on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. We kind of mix it up a little bit Monday, Tuesdays. You never know on I Love St. Pete, The Hub, and, of course, Amped Up Sports. Like and subscribe to the sports web and do three things for me. Bring your passion. Bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. What I really like, Peter Blake, is you're actually able to give your 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 motto with some with some passion now. Yes. You're in a new, you're in a new place. Right. You got some freedom. No curfew. No curfew. Mom doesn't have to tuck you in at night. No <laughs> no dogs. No, no dog right. restrictions. No. You know, Congratulations. Thank you. It's it's so nice to live <laughs> around neighbors that don't uh, that hate your dog or hate you as a obnoxious uh, sports talk show host. You're able to scream and yell. Uh, it's nice to be in the confines of a holiday now. So Though I'll say I, I had a dog. I had a bad dog experience this morning. A dog at about seven o'clock in the morning was just howling outside of my condo <laughs> nonstop for like six straight minutes. I don't know what was going on. The dog was just howling. Woke uh. me up from my deep sleep way too early. I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the dog this morning. I got to be honest with you. But, all right, Buck fans, check out Powers on Sports Podcast, Florida Football Insiders, part of the College Football, uh, College Gridiron, Coast to Coast Podcast Network. This podcast, tell your friends about it. And, again, see you Thursday night, Bebo Brady's, Pushing Himes on Carrollwood and Carrollwood Forest Hills. And, Buck fans, let's see you next week with a 4-4 four four edition of the No Quarter Given Podcast. Peter, let's say one time on the way out. Let's Go, Bucks! Join us again soon for another preview of a scallywag buccaneer foe when we come back with another No Quarter Given podcast. And make sure for the best in historical buck coverage, you go to buckpower.com. 
And as always, keep listening to the BuckPower.com Podcast Network.